When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Football is back and so is winning season at MyBookie. Use promo code GATERS at MyBookie.ag to claim your deposit bonus and for a limited time, get a free chip to use in a MyBookie casino. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gators today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gators. Gators Breakdown. Because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown Podcast is ready to go. I am your host, David Waters. You can follow me on social media out there at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you a couple of days after the second scrimmage for the Gators. The Gators scrimmaged on Friday, so Billy Napier spoke to the media on Saturday. And uh, some unfortunate news with another injury. This time to running back Cam Carroll. We'll get into that. And Billy Napier, some other notes and stuff. Stuff, that's what we'll call it, from, from, the, uh, from the press conference that uh, Billy Napier had on Saturday. And then we'll also hear from the impact defensive lineman transfers that the Florida Gators brought in this past spring. Cam Jackson, Caleb Banks, one from Memphis, one from Louisville, coming into the Gators that gives Gators some depth, some leadership up front. Uh, if you guys have followed GatorsBreakdown.com, a nice little uh, uh, kind of write-up of Cam Jackson and what he's bringing to the table. But we'll get into it a little bit right here on the episode, uh, on this episode of Gators Breakdown now as well. So everybody hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. But smash that like button coming at you right here on a uh, Sunday. Kind of was it able? I wasn't sure when I was going to get back into town. I was out of town for a wedding up in South Carolina. So I uh, did a lot of... Uh, Work in the morning time with the, while the wife and daughter were getting hair and makeup done. So I just had some time to relax and put out a couple articles right there on GatorsBreakdown.com and then uh, some note-taking uh, on the way home. So everybody hit that like button, subscribe. Glad I was able to get home in time to bring you another episode of Gators Breakdown. And, yeah, speaking of uh, GatorsBreakdown.com, guys, if you missed it last week, I launched it and an announcement there. So, um Thoughts on Cam Carroll uh, as well. Article about that, but we'll get into it in this episode of Gators Breakdown. But if you want to uh, 
you know, check out those articles, GatorsBreakdown.com. Probably uh, go deeper into the Billy Napier press conference as well, uh, upcoming there on GatorsBreakdown.com. Everybody, thanks for the feedback. Thanks for uh, still still some housekeeping, still waiting for some ads to roll in. So there might be some blank spots on the website, but that's just, you know, when the ads are approved, boom, they'll be right there. So uh, just some little housekeeping going on uh, while we get everything figured out. But I didn't want to delay and launch it, get some really good stuff up there right now on Gators Breakdown. Uh, dot com and Florida Victorious as well. Remember, guys, you get twenty percent off your first month using promo code GatorsBD. But they did announce there's going to be some upcoming events this season: the week of the Tennessee game and the week of the Arkansas game. So make sure you're a member. Uh, you'll be able to um, do some meet and greets the Friday night before those games. Uh, former players. Hopefully, I'll be able to make it as well. Maybe some other media members too that you've seen on Gators Breakdown or hang out with some uh, out there on social media. So. But uh, to be able to take part in those and then also help these Florida Gators student athletes in their name, image, and likeness, join Florida Victorious, get 20% off your first month using promo code GatorsBD. All right, guys, let's go to it. Billy Napier uh, spoke to the media on Saturday, one day after the Gators' second scrimmage. Uh, and, of course, injuries uh, was we're going to be brought up. Uh, first scrimmage, Justin Spoon goes down with injury. He's out for the season. Uh, and then Friday, unfortunately, Cam Carroll, the running back for the Gators. We got the recently just hear from him not long ago, uh, speaking to the media. So, uh, And then we get the unfortunate news on Friday that he was carted off. And then Billy Napier announces on Saturday that he's out for the season as well. So we're going to start kind of small here, and then we'll zoom out uh, for the team and uh, the Billy Napier's press conference on Saturday. But Billy Napier was asked how he should balance tra- your training camp, fall camp, however you want to uh, define that, and maybe you'll possibly be less physical, like some NFL teams are. You know, should you balance how much you hit, how much you should be physical? Uh, Billy Napier gives his thoughts on that. This is where we develop players. You know, I mean, I think this is a different level of football relative to the National Football League. Now, look, I mean. We all understand each team's a little bit different, you know. We tackle two times a year, you know. Um, in training camp, we tackle three times during spring practice. Um, you know, and football is a physical game. Injuries come with the game, you know, but there is a greater good concept. And look, I mean, we're doing nothing different than we've done in years past at all the great places that we've worked. Um, you know, the place we were at prior to here. Uh, so this comes with the territory. Some years you have a fantastic year. You come out of there scot-free, <clears throat> you know, but very rarely, right? So uh, I don't see this one much different than many years from the past. Yeah, of course. Billy Napier's not changing anything <laughs> this offseason. Strength and conditioning staff's not changing anything. And I saw it out there on social media trying to blame you know Mark Hawk and uh, Mark Hockey and all that. Nah, come on. I mean, it, it, it's football, like Billy Napier said. He ain't doing anything different than he's done in the past. And look, if you go back to the Justice Boone injury, and that was freak accident just off of a celebration after a play. I mean, yeah. Things are going to happen. It is football. You're going to get injuries. And look, that last year, Florida didn't have this um, the, this. It's not even. I won't even really call it a bug. Really, you know, you just it's just two injuries, uh, two injuries that happened, and 
unfortunately, you guys that you were you were counting on uh, at, at some point this season, but not not too heavily. Uh, I don't think I'll get in that in just a second here. But I mean, th- this is football. It's going to happen. Injuries are going to happen. Uh, they didn't happen to Florida all too much last year. You had some nicks and bruises throughout the season where some guys had to miss some games, uh, like Osiris Torrance, and you know how much he met, met meant to the team. Uh, but as far as you know, this being um, a, a constant issue or a problem, you know, since Billy Napier's been here, or even this second fall camp, that that's not there yet. Uh, and I don't, I I just don't get pinning it on. Oh well, you know, something's going wrong. Strength and conditioning. I mean, it's football. It happens. Injuries are going to happen, as Billy Napier said. Some years are going to be good. Some years are going to be worse. You don't jump to conclusions right away. Uh, and he's had the reputation with his strength and conditioning staff for a long time now have a relationship for a long time now. He trusts what those guys are doing uh, back to his Louisiana days and now so far at Florida. So it's just just freak accidents. It, it happens. It's football. Uh, and hopefully, hopefully for Florida's sake, it kind of slows down uh, a little bit. But you know, let's uh, go specifically to the one that happened on Friday and Cam Carroll uh, being out for the season, the quote-unquote third running back, quote-unquote third running back for the Gators behind Montreal Johnson, behind Trevor Etienne. Um, and Billy Napier did say had season-ending knee injury. Uh, quote, man, I'm going to tell you, one of the more challenging things as a coach, and I would tell you for our team is injuries. Kind of just hits you right in the gut. Cam will respond. He will get the full support of our team and our organization, and he'll be back. I'm looking forward to that when it does happen. So from what I can gather, probably get that COVID year now uh, for Cam Carroll. He was injured last year, had that medical red shirt. Uh, so he looks like uh, he can still – apply for that COVID year to get a, get another year. Uh, so that all works out, probably be back on this Gator roster next year. But, you know, kind of going back to when we get we got to hear from him, I think it was last week uh, or within the last week and a half or so. And it just stinks for him because, look, this guy, Cam Carroll, was not afraid of competition. We know how good Montreal Johnson is. We know how good Trevor Etienne is. And this guy wanted to come in here and compete anyway. He wanted to be a part of Billy Napier's reputation of developing running backs and sending running backs to the NFL. Montreal Johnson being a young running back at Louisiana, bursting onto the scene, moving over to the SEC and being able to continue his growth as a player. Trevor Etienne comes in as a true freshman and burst onto the scene, all SEC freshmen. He wanted to be part of that. He was going to be part of a really, really good rotation for, for, for the Gators at quarterback. And I applaud him for not being afraid of the competition and, and, and coming in here at Florida and wanting to be a part of something, wanting to be a part of that running back room. Uh, and it just stings that, you know, that, he comes here for you know for, for for look as I said like when Justice Boone went down there's no good time for injuries to happen there's no you're, you're gonna feel sorry for all these guys uh, that, that that go down but you know each situation is pretty unique and, and, and for and for Carol it's transferring from Tulane not being afraid of competition and then not being able to see it through this season hopefully we get to see it uh, next season but um, that that's where it stings for me you know just to, in relating it to him of what he went through to get here, his mindset of coming here, uh, and now it's going to be put on hold for a little while. So, uh, well wishes to, to Cam Carroll, and, and I hope we see him out there soon. Uh, but kind of dating it back to Justice Boone a little bit, and now these are two injuries there for the Gators, and, 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 and they're notable for sure. They're contributors, but not to the point where I don't think it's going to affect record. Like, I, I'm not going to have a record prediction for Florida in Justice Boone and Cam Carroll go down and it changed my outlook on the team. 
You know, this isn't a quarterback, of course, like Graham Mertz going down and it changes your expectations. It's not Martell Johnson or Trevor Etienne going down in the running back room. It's not Ricky Pearsall uh, going down. It's not Austin Barber at left tackle. Where those, you know, these, those type of injuries on offense would certainly change your outlook on this team a little bit. Uh, on defense, Justice Boone, he's gonna be, he was going to be a starter. He was fighting for starting reps, and I thought going to be a ma- major contributor, but I do think, and Billy Napier will get into it here in just a second, it's not to the point where Florida can't overcome it. Would he be an asset? Absolutely. I think both these players, it maybe limits Florida's ceiling, but does that really affect the record? I, I, don't, I don't think so. It maybe affects just how good this team can be, but I just don't think it's going to affect the record all that much. So, you know, it, 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 it affects the ceiling. I don't think it affects overall record as much, uh, but you know, at least it's happening where Florida has some, I think, great starters, as in running back would – Johnson, ETN, depth there as well. Now, Trayon Webb going to get some more carries, uh, of course. Uh, Jacoby Jackson, the transfer, coming in as well. Uh, he should start seeing some more reps. But uh, uh, for Justice Boone and his injury, at least for Florida, you can move Sap over, and you have some emerging talent. Billy Napier goes into this right here, where the one spot, this edge spot, Boone goes down. But Billy Napier, hey, he feels pretty good. Feels pretty good about depth at edge. We're going to be okay there. You know, I think we've got, you know, I'm really excited about the young group of edge players. You know, I, I would, I'd like to know if there's a better group of young edge players in the country. You know, I mean, you think about Kelby Cameron, TJ, Jack's a young player. Um, I think that room there, we're just going to have to live with the growing pains, if that makes sense. You know, but I do think those guys are excited about the opportunity. Yeah, there we go. I mean, Napier say, I mean, he, come out and just kind of put it out there. <laughs> we feel pretty confident. These guys might be young, but hey, we we, we got some players. And Jack Pyburn has been certainly a nice surprise uh, so far uh, in fall camp. We, you know, we were hearing the whispers in the spring, but how would that translate to fall? We were hearing the early fall whispers of Jack Pyburn, but now he gets more of an opportunity in both scrimmages so far. The first scrimmage, the scrimmage on Friday as well, Pyburn making plays. Uh, the second scrimmage this, this past week was getting better as that scrimmage went on. That goes along with like one or two sacks. I uh, got some mixed messages there uh, from this past week for him in the second scrimmage, but three sacks in that first scrimmage. So Jack Pyburn certainly uh, going to be moved around in that Jack spot, that F spot. Uh, right there for the Gators in this edge room where they encompass the outside linebackers, your your, de- your strong side defensive end. Uh, so that's what to, to look out to go along with Princely and Tyreek Sapp, uh, of course, who had an, he he is taking advantage of this moving from you know fully now into this edge room, and he had himself a really good scrimmage as well on Friday. So um, Billy Napier's right; they they got some depth. You got some guys who. But Sapp has some experience. Pyburn a little bit last year, but you just heard him. He listed off the the young guys that I think Florida would now be able to count on uh, as well moving forward. And um, you know, scrimmages, uh, hopefully, will translate to the season where um, you know, Cam James um, or is a true freshman going out there and making a name for himself uh, in, in Friday scrimmage as well. So. You hope that the, the, what Billy Napier is saying out there and this young talent you know, won't necessarily need to be relied on and counted on too much as the season moves forward. That Sap and Pyburn, uh, Princely, those guys stay healthy, and we don't have to force these young guys in. They, you have a commodity of being able to put them out there when they're not really forced to be, and they can go get out there and reps when you want them to get the reps. But Billy Napier does say, if they have to go out there, sounds like the head man has some confidence in that group. 
So it, it, I'm, I'm excited to see it all play out. But you guys know I've been I've been pretty excited for this defensive front uh, and the coaching staff. You know, Austin Armstrong in the in the pre-fall uh, press conferences, Billy Napier right here, kind of going through the list of names as well. And hey, th- it sounds like this coaching staff is pretty high in this group as well. Uh, but all right, let's ex- expand it. We'll move past. Uh, actually, there was Greg Pace. Uh, what will happen to Cam and Justice? Will Florida take care of them? Absolutely. Billy Napier has even said so. But, yeah, that's just kind of when you're on scholarship with these things, you're getting taken care of. When you sign up to play football, you're taken care of by the university. No, they do not lose their scholarships. Uh, they will uh, be part of the team. Uh, they'll still be on scholarship. Can they come back next year? Absolutely. Uh, so we'll see. See where that goes. See where all that goes. But you know, hopefully those guys are back on the team 100%, as close to 100% as they can be in the spring. I'm sure they'll be limited in the springtime, but maybe a year from now, those guys are back on, and we're, t- and we're talking about them a year from now, uh, being part of the 2024 Gators. All right, let's keep it going with Billy Napier and you know, kind of limited on you know, how much I can share uh, from the press conferences, but let's take a wider look and Billy Napier on his team after the second scrimmage. It's been a great camp. Um, you know, sometimes scrimmages are challenging relative to your evaluating the offense and the defense or all six phases of the kicking game. And are you having success because of your execution or are you having success because the other unit maybe is not doing what they're supposed to do, right? But um, I do think we take a, we took a step forward in terms of the quality of the football. Uh, was much more competitive. Um, you know, I do think that we continue to uh, need to develop more players that can play winning football, that can sustain the entirety of a scrimmage. Um, more consistency. Still quite a few uh, young players who are getting better, but are they ready for uh, what we all understand and know is coming? You know, I do think the closer that we get to the game, the more the attention to detail uh, has to improve, right? The level of focus and urgency that we bring to every meeting, every walkthrough, every practice rep, um, knowing that we are going to compete against the very best in the entire country and the margin of error is small. I know you got a couple weeks to go, but do you feel like you're you're getting really close to it? You know, I think it's an individual player question. You know, I think um, I think that's probably the way I would assess it more than the team. You know, I think the the individuals make up the team. You know, the collective effort of each individual. I think there's a lot of players on our team that are veteran that are experienced. Uh, and understand what will be expected of them and what it's going to be like. But we have a huge group of players that haven't played a ton of football, you know. So um, I think we we need to refine our game, you know. I think as we get our legs back underneath us, uh, as we narrow the installation, and that's kind of what I'm describing when I say attention to detail. I think the, overall we've made significant progress. Um, but I think, you know, it's all about game planning and knowing the plan and then going and executing the plan. Looking at your two deep, are you, are you confident that you've got a, a, an SEC level two deep? Yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, you know, look, we had a two deep 
group of players last year. You know, we lost a lot of close games. You know, I mean, so I do think we have more depth. I do think that some positions in our team, maybe we don't, you know, but I do think that we're just young, you know. It's And I think that too deep is made up of rookies or portal players, but I think that we got a very capable group. You know, I think there's some height, length, um, speed that's maybe there that wasn't there before. I like that last part, you know, that wasn't there before. But we know. We know he had to remake the roster just a bit and now get more guys, whether it be through recruiting, whether it be through the transfer portal, uh, of getting guys that meet his criteria, this staff's criteria, the the measurables that he talks about. Uh, so, you know, all, all those things that he likes to see in a player, those certain parameters, there's more of those guys on the roster. Now, he, he fully admitted it. It's very competitive, but, man, we are so young. Uh, and how does that weigh out? That, that's my uh, that's my thing. I think I take away from the press conference. I take away from the scrimmages so far uh, and going into the season is where does the roster meet where the inexperience and the talent and everything Billy Napier's talking about? You know what what's going to win out? Is it the inexperience and there's going to be some growing pains? Billy Napier says that there's there are going to be some growing pains. That doesn't mean you have to lose games. That doesn't mean that. Every growing pain doesn't have to result in a loss. You know, you can do something bad in one game, and in the same game, do something really good, and that might be what we get. Might get a lot of, might get a lot of inconsistency with this group. I, I expect it. It doesn't mean you have to lose games uh, out of inconsistency. So, um, in, in the positive parts of this game, where I think we're, we feel pretty good about you know, a starting offensive line in the trenches. On the other side of the ball as well, we feel pretty good about starting defensive line. But what do you have to go? What do you have to go down the list a little bit? Bill Napier feels good about his defensive line and his edge room. But if you got to keep going down the list, you know that inexperience is probably going to show up somewhere. And there's just a lot of new faces in general. I mean, you just think about how all the new names in the transfer portal—they have a lot of experience at Wisconsin and at Memphis and those schools. But how does that translate for Florida? They're they're a new face in the program. No matter if they got all that experience in transfer, now that you, you hope that pays off. And I think it will pay off, but there's still a new face in the program. Uh, so yeah, I, I do wonder about the balance uh, of everything and how it plays out uh, for Florida this season. But I think Billy Napier, if you go listen to the press conference, guys, and the, the theme I took away from it was very competitive. Billy Napier said that almost when he was asked about the 2D, when he was asked about where the team was, a certain rooms that he wanted to discuss as far as positions go, very competitive. And that's that's what's gonna make this team much all that all that much better, all that much better. You know, you 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 you, you get better by competing, and you get that that happens with recruiting. That happens in the transfer portal. The more competition you are gonna have in practice, the better this team's gonna get. And look, that's good. That's good for this Gator team right now. I think uh, competition is not a bad thing. Certainly not a bad thing with with this team. Uh, you're gonna have to earn your reps, earn your spots. Sounds like they're doing that right now. Uh, but let's keep going through uh, just kind of uh, through the press conference some more. And let's talk some more about Tyreek Sapp as that F edge rusher. Billy Napier goes on to say, you know what? I think the things we'll ask him to do, you know, he's doing a little bit of that at the other position. And primarily he's played situationally there in the past, talking about uh, this edge rush spot. So Sapp's up for the challenge, he says. That's what I would tell you. I mean, I do think there's an inventory of things that we're going to ask him to do. And I think he's very cap capable of doing. But no one has a better attitude, brings energy and focus, and the right approach to the building every day than that guy. 
Look, I've already told you how much I like Sapp's attitude. He's probably one of the best personalities on the team, if not the best. Uh, and you know, he's, he's always got that attitude uh, uh, I'm going to go out there and do it. And hopefully, uh, like I said, a really good scrimmage there on Friday. Uh, one more, just kind of living in the backfield, making the most of it. Sacks, plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's what you hope to see from Tyreek Sapp um, you know, moving forward uh, with, with that. But also, big play in the scrimmage there from uh, up the middle. Cam Jackson, they get dinged up a little bit. Nothing serious there in the middle for the Gators. The, the, the Memphis transfer, we'll hear from him in just a bit. As he talked to the media last week as well, but bats the ball up. Prince of Human Miellen gets it, takes it for pick six. So that's what you want to see. You want to see that pressure up front from the defensive line, cause some turnovers, and you'll, you'll see some of those. You'll bat the ball up in the air. Hopefully, uh, another playmaker uh, around you snags it, takes it for a, a pick six. And that's what happened there in, in the scrimmage. As I mentioned, Pyburn as well. If you go to linebacker, uh, you had Scooby Shamar out. So you know, just precautionary. Uh, as we were talking about injuries earlier in this episode, it's more precautionary than anything as far as the, the, the linebackers go. Taraja Mitchell, Derek Wingo uh, getting the reps there, mostly for, for the starting group on, on defense. But Shamar Scooby will certainly be back soon, full capacity. When Florida, look, we're about a little over, a little less than two weeks away. Shamar James going to be in that starting rotation at linebacker as long as no setbacks uh, as far as injuries go. Uh, but Jane Robinson, Manny Nunnery also getting a lot of reps uh, for the skater linebacker group. But uh, really, really good showing uh, by the defensive front in the first scrimmage since Boone goes down. Still trying to figure some things out, trying to figure a rotation out. We'll get the defensive line even more in just a second as we hear from the transfers that just came in. But uh, that's kind of what you were getting uh, on that side of the ball. But if we go to the other side, and of course, we got to you know, mention the – Cam Carroll going down with injury, had a big play in the scrimmage before he went down, but we know that's just going to open the door up. Uh, more uh, Montreal Johnson, Trevor Etienne gave them a light load uh, for, the, for the second scrimmage, so more carries were going to Carroll. Uh, and, and true freshman Trayon Webb, Trayon Webb uh, did some good things after Carroll went out. Uh, of course, now he's elevated up to more that third running back spot uh, here for the Gators, and that scrimmage proved that uh, he's going to, He's going to be able to, to make some plays uh, with the ball in his hands, uh, I think. Even faster, even more faster than, than we thought. But, go, hey, go back to the spring. Uh, before, you know, we, we knew Florida was checking out some running backs in the transfer portal, but wasn't sure if Florida was going to get another one or not. Uh, Trayon Webb was thought when he, when he signed with Florida, he was probably going to be that third running back. Didn't turn out that way when you bring in uh, transfers. But now, unfortunately, due to injury, he's back elevated to that third running back we thought he could be when he signed for the Gators anyway. Uh, and keep uh, Graham Mertz long, uh, pr- pretty good day. Florida's got their first team quarterback, no question about it right now. Hopefully, all the good talk, another good scrimmage by him. Um, was it Eugene Wilson took a play? And look, what, what did I say about receiver and, and, and explosive plays? There might be a different type of explosive than we saw last year. And Eugene Wilson, Trey Wilson's going to be a big part of that. And the difference for the explosives last year were Anthony Richardson just launching it. 60 yards down the field and somebody underneath it for a reception. The real explosives this year may be the, all right, take this five-yard pass, and now you're going to take it to the house. And that's the type of play Trey Wilson is bringing to the table. Had one in the second scrimmage on Friday. Uh, so, yeah, that freshman's going to be making those type of plays <laughs> this fall for the Gators. Uh, so, Graham Mertz, hey, look, just be a distributor at times. Just be the point guard at times. And uh, when you got guys that can make plays like that, that's all you're going to need to do at times this season. Uh, but also – Ricky Persall, big play from, from him in the, in the scrimmage as well. 
Billy Napier did have this to say about him in the press conference. He's primed for a great year. He's definitely made some big plays in the scrimmage, made one big explosive play early in the season. Uh, yeah, he's got a ton of confidence um, and definitely built around him. He's a guy who sets a really good example for some of the young guys in the room. Ricky's a very under, uh, very uh, more underrated than you think, bigger than you think, faster, more explosive than you think, and he's highly skilled. He can get open, makes plays on the ball. So Billy Napier high on his wide receiver leading wide receiver, number one wide receiver, Ricky Persaud. But uh, good for him uh, being able to hook up for some long completions with quarterback Graham Mertz, who once again had a pretty good day right there on that second scrimmage. So something that was interesting. Now we know Kingsley, uh, a guacan, banged up a little bit, but he'll, he'll be fine for the Utah game. Long as there's no other setbacks there, um, but he should be plenty fine uh, for that as we kind of talk about the theme of injuries. As I said, two major ones, but all the other ones, normal camp bumps and bruises. Those are going to happen. You're definitely not going to get away from those completely. So Jake Slaughter slides in at center, and you know, it was Roger Kearney in the spring. Uh, Najee Harris, when he signed with the Gators, was thought to have some uh, ability to play the center role as well. He did in the scrimmage too, but Jake Slaughter was the first guy up. And that was something I heard back going back in, in the springtime that I, that w- I was kind of surprised it was Kearney because I heard Slaughter maybe uh, the guy if Kingsley went down would be the center. And that might be how it plays out. You know, if, 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 it, if Kingsley's injury gets worse or if he goes down at any point in the season, Jake Slaughter might be the guy uh, that they put in that center. And that's how it worked out in the second scrimmage. Well, I'll ask around, like I said, I was out of town this weekend if that's, just what they wanted to do this scrimmage to see where he was at or if it's still maybe more Roger Kearney, um, but behind him, the true freshman. So we'll, we'll see where that goes, but it does seem like it's Kingsley, then Slaughter, Harris, Kearney, uh, maybe throw Richard Leonard in there as well as guys who could play center. Uh, but it's Kingsley's job uh, right now. Hopefully he's back healthy on the men soon and in the lineup. Uh, so let's keep it going. Trying to get uh, through some more notes here. Uh, on the defensive side, let's see. Uh, who, who was it? Of course, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember where this came from. All right, this is a busy weekend. Now I was trying to remember everything that was getting sent my way uh, on Friday. Jason Marshall, just steady as they come. Not a worry back there on defense at that number one cornerback spot. I want to see if there's any more. Um, you know, separation, but it might just fall into that um, because Devin Moore's injury, but he was available in the second scrimmage. So Kimber Moore still fighting for that second cornerback spot. Uh, but like, like what I'm hearing uh, from, from, from Kimber's side of things, uh, we'll see if Devin Moore now, not able to take part in that first scrimmage, but was able to in the second scrimmage, put some more stuff together on tape as he missed some time to maybe close that gap a bit uh, where that battle still rages on into that first game versus Utah. Um, all right, I think that's about it. Uh, as far as a lot of notes that I can re- remember. Oh, no, it's not. Duh. Uh, but about missed the, uh, not, not missed the biggest one. Kind of surprising, but Michael Leon, walk-on quarterback, getting a lot of reps in this scrimmage, uh, and... You, know, you start you start looking at it, and why it might happen. You know, Jack Miller uh, is injured, has been at practice, but off to the side, did not at practice. And then Billy Napier does say uh, he's got a, a cuff injury, rotator cuff injury. Uh, that's going to take some time. They don't expect him to be going long, uh, but now 
Florida, maybe another quarterback uh, right here in the battle uh, behind Graham Mertz, battling Max Brown. That is one Michael Leon. Um, Billy Napier went on to say, first of all, the guy's an ex- uh, experienced player. He played some football in the past. Mike is a guy that wanted to go to graduate school at the University of Florida, had aspirations considering coaching to some degree. So a guy that brought a lot of that to the room. And I think we're always looking for guys like him. Now, Micah has proved to be very effective. He's smart. He's a student of the game. Guy throws a really good ball. And man, these scrimmages, he just moves the ball right down the field every time. Micah has done a really nice job, and we've given him some reps that he's made the most of. And then Billy April was asked if he was competing for the backup job behind Mertz. Very interesting quote from Billy Napier. I would say we're giving him reps for a reason. We will see where that goes. There you go. So one Michael Leon, maybe making his presence felt behind Graham Mertz in that quarterback room, uh, was recently part of UConn, began his career at NC State, not really much playing time to speak of. As I said, he was going to go to graduate school, coaching in mind, uh, but an opportunity here at Florida as Florida needed to get some more. Look, only three quarterbacks on the roster right now. Uh, when you start looking, you know, Mertz, Brown, and now Leon. So, hope you don't have to go that far. <laughs> but uh, sounds like there's some little bit of confidence in what he's been able to do so far in fall camp. All right, let me get some comments here. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh, everybody, thank you. Hopping on right here. Bernard, thank you so much. Becoming a member right here on YouTube. Could uh, join Gators Breakdown Plus if you want uh, more extra so more ep- more episodes, ad-free episodes. Probably get more for your value there, uh, but the value here on YouTube is much appreciated. Oh, let's see. Right, good conversation going on there, guys. Pretty deep for uh, me to have to, to go back. Looks like you guys are talking amongst yourselves here. Uh, so good stuff. Good stuff. But yeah, we'll get to hear from uh, this impact. They're going to be impact. These transfer, these transfers that are coming in. Pretty, pretty funny. Caleb Banks, Cam Jackson. Really, uh, you hear some good stuff from those guys. But as I said, GatorsBreakdown.com article up there uh, with Cam Jackson uh, right now. So good stuff. Good stuff from that guy. But we'll get into it. All his, everything he had to say, these do defensive linemen as well. But before we do, hey guys, football's back. You know it. And winning season is also back at my bookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash out system to give you options to bet and win all season long. Forget two legs of your, uh, your parlay. Cash out. You know, get those first two legs of your parlay. Did they hit? We'll cash out early. Use the funds on another bet or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag. Go there now. Register for a free account. And when you're ready to make your first deposit, use promo code GATERS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code GATERS to claim your deposit bonus. And for a limited time, Get a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. Gators Breakdown is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. 
whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I've seen firsthand the difference therapy can make with a family member, and the relationship is now better, stronger than ever before. It's hard to take care of life challenges if you don't take care of yourself first. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. BetterHelp brings the therapy to you. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Gators today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Gators. All right. Thanks for the sponsors right there on Gators Breakdown. Hey, just allow me to bring you guys even more, even more, Gator, even, even more Gators Breakdown. Uh, got a good question in here just a second ago. Matthew Walker asked, Dave, if you were to pick a starter at inside linebacker next to Shamar, who would it be? I'm going to go to Roger Mitchell. Uh, he's been the guy kind of filling in the most. Uh, now, he was injured in the spring, missed some time, of course, but since Shamar went down, been the guy to kind of uh, fill in there. And Billy Napier, really high on the experience uh, that he brings in from Ohio State. So uh, I'd go Shamar to Roger as your top two. Um, and then, you know, I mean, you can go many ways behind. It may just be depending on who Florida's playing at the time, uh, certain downs and, and, and looks. Uh, but I'd probably go probably Wingo Scooby. Uh, but I like where Manny Nunnery's doing as well. I mean, Florida's got some they got some names at linebacker finally, some guys they can and they love what uh, Jaden Robinson as a true freshman is doing as well. Uh, so Deuce Burlock's in there uh, as well. But you know, he in the transfer from. From Michigan, but top four: James Mitchell, Wingo, Scooby slash Nunnery. So I gave you five. I can't decide. I mean, they, they like those guys. <laughs> so um, we go. There you go. Uh, five deep. Uh, I'll say Florida feels pretty confident uh, going five deep uh, when you start looking at the linebacker spot. So uh, Cody Moore brings in Kamari Wilson. Been struggling. I don't know if struggles the right word, um, but they brought Moten in to start, R.J. Moten. Uh, he's been doing what Jordan Castell is a true freshman, has really, really come on. And the thought is, do not be surprised if he's not starting at some point this season. Uh, so what does that mean for uh, like right now? I think it's Moten and Mitchell as your top two. Uh, Castell really, really coming along. And uh, yeah, then you, then you have Kamari Wilson and, Look, guys, I mean, not, not going to hide our head under a, a rock here. There was a lot of talk maybe him, of him transferring uh, at some point in the spring. Uh, maybe he's a better fit at linebacker at some point in his career. So we'll, we'll see where that goes. Uh, he looks faster to me from what I saw uh, in some of those you know, open portions of practices and some of the videos Florida's putting out as well. Uh, but it does seem like it's right now Moten Mitchell to lose and Castell getting a whole lot of hype right now. Uh, so we'll see what that means. You know, look, fall camp intel – um, is not not always pans out. Uh, Kamari could come in d- game one and be a star and go on to play every game this season. So, uh, but as far as kind of just what's out there, I'm hearing more of the other guys uh, r- r- right now. So, um, yeah, kind of we're just where it uh, kind of kind of just where I-, I see it and hear it right now. 
Uh, draw, Jake. Uh, when do we get your game by game predictions? I don't usually go game by game. Um, now I probably will do like a record. Um, it's hard to pick. When, you know, of course, it's just for fun, uh, but people take it too serious sometimes. But, <laughs> um, but I, I'll give a record, and you know, probably like a stretch of games where I see Florida going like three and one, or you know, something, you know, something like that. You know, a stretch of games like that first first month of the season where you got Utah, Tennessee, and Kentucky in the first month of the season. You know, where I'll pick Florida, you know, to go three and zero, oh, two and one, zero oh and three. You know, we'll see. Uh, but. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, I'll answer a couple more questions, and then let's get to Cam Jackson, Caleb Banks. Jeremy asked that I watch Kyle Trask. I did not. Uh, as I said earlier in the episode, I was out of town for a, a wedding, uh, a wedding of football fans, so they wanted to get the wedding in before football season up there in, in South Carolina. And uh, they, uh, my, it's my wife's stepbrother, uh, his fiance. They, they got married, so congrats, Joseph and CJ. I know they won't be listening to a Gators podcast, but congrats to them anyway. But uh, you guys probably saw the picture. If you follow me on social media, I got a picture with Cocky. Uh, they both used to be cheerleaders at South Carolina. And so Cocky, the South Carolina mascot, came to the welcome party there on the Friday night. So there's me and, and Cocky getting a picture together. I'm doing a gator chomp uh, right there beside the, the South Carolina mascot. Uh, out of respect, I did not do it at him. Uh, not my place there, but of course can't uh, can't hide the Gator fandom. So if you want to see some pretty good, have have some fun uh, right there. So oh, some weird comment just popped up, but hey, I can get rid of that. Uh, not even anything to do with football. All those bots out there. But all right, let's keep it going. I'm, I'm going off way 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 from Gator football right now. Uh, all right, let's go to Cam Jackson, newly. Not newly, but uh, new defensive lineman for the Gators for the 23 season. Brought him in in the transfer portal through Memphis, of course. And we'll hear from him on you know him personally and what he thinks about this defense. I just say with me being at Memphis for three years and um, having a lot of experience, I knew I had to come in and have a leadership role because we, D-line, we have a young D-line room. So I knew I had to come in and play that leadership role. I feel like with me coming to the SEC, I feel like I can come in and show what, show what I really can do. Like everybody's seen what I did in Memphis and what I can do there. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's time for me to come here and show what I can do. Defense line, I feel like we, we have a lot of talent on the D-line. Um, you know, with me, Dez, Caleb, um, you got Chris McCullough, Will, Norm, and all of us. I feel like, and then everybody, like, we fast and violent. So I feel like we, we bring a lot to the table. Me and Dez, we play, we play a lot. Um, it's, 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 you ain't running the ball up the middle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I ain't, you, you really can't run up the middle with me and Dez in the um, game. And I feel like we gonna um, cause a lot of havoc this year. Dez, Dez is a very a large human being. Um, we call him the eight wonder of the world. <laughs> what we call him. Um, I, I am small compared to this. What was your first impression when you actually stood next to him and saw him? Um, when I actually stood by this, I was shocked because I like I always been the bigger guy like everywhere I went. But when I stood next to him, I was like, okay, like this the kid big, like this a big guy. 
<laughs> there you go, man. I, I, I liked. Uh, we heard him on the mic last week. I hope you guys saw that video on social media. If you have it, go follow the Florida Gators official account, Twitter, Instagram, either one. I think they put that video of Cam Jackson mic'd up at practice. Uh, pretty funny guy. Uh, pretty, pretty funny guy. I had him on the podcast not long after he committed uh, to the Gators as well. So uh, I like, like the kid a lot. Uh, and look, I love it. Hey, I want to be in a bigger spotlight. I want to come play in the SEC. Confident in his skills to transfer that from Memphis and bring it to the SEC. Billy Napier has been pretty good at that so far. I mean, now, I want to see it translate now. You can understand why Osiris Torrance and Montreux Johnson would excel at Florida and excel right away. I mean, those guys knew what to expect from Billy Napier. Had already been ingrained in his culture, already been developed by him, already know the expectations and they come from Group of Five, and they had the immediate success at Florida. Now, unfortunately, we won't get to see Cam Carroll and his Group of Five experience and how that would translate, but now we get to see it right here with Cam Jackson and his Group of Five at Memphis, all that experience and translating. I think it's going to. I don't think he's going to have much of a problem, <laughs> but uh, you know, that is something that we'll, just, we'll have to see, right? But there is something I think we can point back to, uh, what Billy Napier's been able to do with a group of five guys already, albeit from Louisiana, so a little bit of advantage. Uh, but I do think there's enough to point to uh, where Cam Jackson, hey, uh, he's got the confidence to go from Memphis to the SEC. He wants that spotlight. And uh, he went on to say, you know, as for his role in Austin Armstrong's defense, they just tell me to be explosive. So <laughs> there we go. And as I said, in the scrimmage on Friday, he's batting the ball up in the air. Princely gets it and takes it for a pick six. That's the type of production you want him to bring. You don't have to get to the quarterback. You don't have to make the tackle. But if you don't get there, try to make a play anyway. Put your hands up. Maybe something good happens. Something good happened in the second scrimmage. Maybe something happens. And a lot of good games just fall for the Gators with Cam Jackson leading the charge right there in the middle. <laughs> now, pretty funny. Um, you guys you guys saw it. I saw uh, uh, JC. Yeah, she... she Posted right here. Look at the smile talking about Dez. Oh man, you, you can tell. Now go to that video I'm talking about the, the, on the official Gators channel, and, and yeah, you can see the kind of relationship they have, uh, having fun with it there. But hey, guys, I mean, this is Cam Jackson, 371 pounds. Dez Watson, 439 pounds. About you know, a little over 800 pounds combined with those two guys as a force. In the middle, they'll play together some. They won't play together all the time. You know, you're going to have a rotation there in the middle. Uh, but, yeah, those guys are going to be on the field uh, together. And 371, 439. And I, I just love what he said. You ain't running the ball up in there. You know, when, when they're on the field together, and that's something you'll see in that video where he just gets hyped that him and Dez are in there and they're making a stop in the run game. Uh, and he kind of what he's saying here, you ain't running on us. He says that in the video and they go out there and prove it together. Hopefully that's something we see over and over and over again uh, that, that this fall. But he says, you know, of course, it will cause a lot of havoc this year. But guys, they got to. Um, I put this in the article uh, that, that I put up, put up on GatorsBreakdown.com yesterday. The Gators, 12th in the SEC last year, giving up 175 yards a game on the ground. That ain't Gator football. We know that. This defense hasn't been Gator football in three years. You got to get players like these to, to, to go make a difference. Cam Jackson, I think, going to step right in. His addition will be noticed right away. I mean, from the spring to fall and the scrimmages as well, whenever this team has gotten together, it's, his, it's been his name that really comes up consistently of how athletic he is, how disruptive he is. I think that one is going to. Yeah, I, 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 I do say, you know, 
a lot of the times you guys know it, be cautious with what we hear. That one I'm not being cautious about. That I expect him to come in and make a huge difference for this Gator team, this Gator defense. But then going on, yeah, of course, he, he mentioned it. Caleb, we'll hear from Caleb Banks in just a second. Chris McClellan, Will Norman. I mean, Florida's, Florida's got some beef up front. Florida can go deeper than what they've been able to in the last couple of years up front. I'm excited for the second year of Chris McClellan. I think he's going to be one of those guys that maybe not be talked about right now, because, or talked enough about right now because of these transfers, but may end up just being a nice piece where you got a three-headed monster, four-headed monster there if you want to throw Dez Watson in there. I mean, I don't, put it this way, I don't think there's going to be much fall-off. Whatever combo you want to put there in the middle of just the, the two guys, whether it be Jackson and Watson or McClellan and Watson and Banks, throw him in there too. I mean, any combination of those four guys. And Will Norman, here's what I like about it. This guy's a true freshman. He's making a name for himself as well. But you know what? He gets the luxury of what some other freshmen haven't had. He doesn't have to be forced out there. If he's out there, you know he's earned it. You know he's went out there and proven that he needs the reps. Because there's four guys in front of him that are pretty good. Now, true freshman in the past, Jervon Dexter, most notably lately, just had to get thrown out there. Go back to 2020, he's out there playing against Ole Miss in the first game of the season. I mean, he's having to play. Florida's short on depth. Not enough depth in the middle. Well, well, Norman, he doesn't have to be forced out there. They can bring him along as fast as they want to or need to. He doesn't have to go out there and maybe confidence gets shaken because he's not ready to go play. I'm not saying that's the case, but at least Florida has the luxury. He has the luxury of not being forced out there because Florida's much deeper in front of him. McClellan last year, but I think he went and earned the reps. Now, he, he had to play, and he earned it. That's very possible for Will Norman as well. I'm not saying you have to hold him back just because he's a true freshman, but you can best bet because of the guys out in front of him, if he's out there, you got a, you got a, you got a guy out there that has earned it. Okay. Here we go. One more. Let's hear from Caleb Banks, the transfer from Louisville. Let's hear from him for the first time. Coming from Louisville, not really playing much. I was um, I was kind of, kind of scared, like deciding what school I wanted to go to, if I wanted to go higher or lower. And um, I believe that I was I was a good enough player to, to go to a higher school and actually do what I was able to do, like coming out of high school and what I was supposed to do at Louisville. But yeah. with uh, Justice Boone going down, Coach Napier mentioned that you could move outside a little as well. Are you primarily working inside or outside, or what's what's that process been like? Um, I've been outside and inside, so. They have me at the F right now, like um, in, in one of our formations. So that's um, yeah, pretty. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> is that is that new to you? Did you were, had you not done any of the F spot before his injury? So here, no, I've never I've never like done it or at Louisville. But when I was in high school, I played defensive end, so it's kind of a similar. You know, I still got it, still got it in my mind. So, what's it been like playing next to Cam? Amazing. That guy, he's funny. Uh, if you look. <laughs> He, um, he brings a lot of energy, you know, um, Cam is really funny, brings a lot of energy, he knows what he's doing, you know. If I don't know if I have like a miss, like a mistake, I like to look to him for me, he helps me. If he has a mistake, I look to him, I help him, like we just work together. I don't know if you saw this comment, but Billy said at SEC Media Days that you'd be hard-pressed to find two defensive linemen transfers that are going to be more impactful than you two. Um, what type of impact do you guys feel like you guys can provide, especially on the interior? 
a lot, a lot of impact, actually. I'm just, I'm, I don't want to speak too much on that, but the first game's coming up. <laughs> Didn't want to speak too much, but hey, you're going to see the first game. That's basically what he was saying. He kind of said that throughout the, the, the press conference there, uh, did Caleb Banks. But hey, offer some versatility. Um, it, justice goes down, and now you have to slide another player over. But, you know, he's not going to fully play uh, there. And he can, Billy Napier mentioned him by name uh, in the press conference that, hey, he's the guy that we can put in that spot if we need to. But, you know, he, he's versatile. He can play both. We'll, we'll move him to both certain downs and distances and formations. Caleb Banks will be in that F spot, but he'll also be right in the middle in the interior of that defensive line. So, anyway, he's got some experience doing it. He played that defensive end role in high school, um, and he gained a whole lot of weight. High school, Louisville, had to come to Florida and transform his body to get back into shape. Now, being into the shape, he's, he's a versatile piece. And high praise from Billy Napier, you know, going back to ACC media days, as you just heard, saying, hey, be hard-pressed to find two defensive tackle transfers or defensive linemen transfers that are going to be as impactful as these, as these guys are for the University of Florida this fall. So, hey, we've talked all offseason, all fall camp about it, just how much deeper Florida is. I'm ready to see it pay dividends. That's one reason I'm, I'm so much higher on this defense. We know it starts up front. We know it starts in the trenches. Florida finally has the numbers. And it doesn't automatically mean they're going to be better. You know, you still got to go out there and perform. Uh, but we're hearing what we need to hear. We're seeing what we need to see. Now it's just time to put it, put 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 it to the put pen the paper. Go prove it. Go prove it. But uh, there's one group I'm expecting probably the biggest jump for the previous year's team to this year's team. It's this defensive line. All right, uh, Chris did it just. As I asked, so good reminder there, Chris. Uh, I actually remembered it, but I didn't have to scroll up. So thanks for reminding me here. So uh, good question going back to running back, Kim Carroll being out and the workload between the three running backs. And it was going back to now, does it end up being more of the workload for ETN and Johnson? Or does Webb just kind of get the carries? Carroll uh, would have gotten... That's a good one. I think it probably shed. Let's see. I'll go a little more towards Johnson ETN, but Webb's still getting a good amount of carries. Like you still feel good about the number. He he should probably still feel good about the number of carries. I think he'll get. Um, do you want to take the ball out of Johnson and ETN's hands even with um, Carroll helped him. I mean, that was something we were asking ourselves anyway. Those guys are going to be explosive. ETN's going to be explosive. Carroll in certain situations of you know, pass blocking, a third down back, a uh, back out of the backfield. You know, can trade on Webb, do some of those things. And we heard from the running back so far in fall camp, you've got to be like ETN saying, hey, I, I needed to learn how to pass block. I needed to get better as a pass blocker. Webb's got to be able to you know, we don't know how he's going to be in, in, in that role. If he struggles pass blocking, then Johnson and ETN are going to get a, a bulk of the carries. But if he proves that he can go out there and pass block and pass catch, and all right, he'll, he'll, he'll get some reps. So I think uh, it, will sh- it, it, it will lend itself more to Johnson and ETN, I think, but it won't, be, it won't be much different, I don't think, from the carries Carroll would have gotten to what Webb now going to end up getting uh, there. And that's not a shot at Carroll. It's just... And look, we know Billy Napier going back to last year, he'll give the ball to a freshman. If you prove you were able to be trusted to be out there, ETN versus Utah last year, prime example, best example we, we, we've had so far. And it's the same position this year. And now Webb has an opportunity 
to be that third down back and prove that he deserves carries as soon as Florida goes to Utah this year. <laughs> Chris Early now saying a thousand yard rusher now. Oh, there we go. Oh, no, one more thing. We'll go back to part of that conversation from the chat last week. I think that's what Chris is referencing there. You know, I put up a preview of that chat, uh, and we were talking about would Florida have a thousand yard rusher? Well, it may lend itself now to having more of a target. As I said, I do think Johnson and Etienne get more carries. Johnson was very close last year to getting that thousand yards. So you know what? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, I'll say one of them get a thousand yards now. That that injury does change some things. I do think Johnson or Etienne, maybe both, but I will say at least one. One will get the thousand yards now. But here's the thing: I was going to uh, Will Miles and I were talking about this. Uh, a little bit Friday when I had an opportunity to, and he brought it up before I could even say it, but I was thinking it too. Don't you think you probably take Trevor Etienne off a kickoff return now? And I know I I, I, I have said you can't be afraid of injuries, uh, but once one injury happens, it can change your mindset. Now I think you know until injury happens, you go out there and you, and you, you you don't not that scared about it. But Florida can't afford. Right now, at the moment, now ETN and maybe I could afford it anyway. So I thought it was worth asking. And if you thought you had some other options, Trey Wilson being one, all right. Well, now, now you may be forced that way in. Maybe, uh, all right, ETN maybe doesn't need to be kickoff returner now because now you're took a hit in the running back room as far as depth goes, and you may have unearthed some guys that could do it anyway. But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Um, if it was me, I would now. And I know probably look, every situation's <laughs> unique. I know I've said don't be, don't coach scared, but that's that's before injuries start happening. And then I think you can, uh, you can, you can adjust, right? You can adapt and adjust. Uh, Billy Napier has said it a lot. I said it when he was hired and going after year one and after recruiting and ad- ad- adjust, adapt, and that's what I think Florida's going to have to do here. Oh, there we go. There we go. Good, good stuff, guys. Thanks for hopping in. Thanks for hopping in right here on this episode. Like, subscribe if you haven't done so yet, right here on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Oh, but good stuff. Thanks for uh, hopping in. Short notice episode. But hey, I think we're all gearing up for football, right? Hey, uh, I will tell you. Uh, like I said, GatorsBreakdown.com. There will be some more stuff up there this week, but um, I did this episode just, hey, really because I wanted to. I didn't want to wait till Monday to get back with you guys, but on Monday, as we're in that Monday groove now, Will and I will get back together, and we've teased it a little bit. The opponent previews uh, will be coming up. So I'm going to use the what opposing coaches think about Florida opponents as kind of our roadmap through – previewing the Florida opponents. So we'll go through the 10 major opponents for Florida this this football season. And we're not counting McNeese, not counting Charlotte. You know, I'm not really going to waste time there. Uh, but we'll go through the Power 5 opponents for the Gators and what opposing coaches think about Florida's opponents. Should be a fun way to preview the opponents right here. So we'll do that on the next episode of Gators Breakdown. But that'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. I am your host, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter, X, social media, 
at Gator Dave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for joining me on this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>